Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. We are going to be on episode number 17. And today I'm going to be sitting down with Sky Wolfbane. And she is a guild leader on UO Forever right now. And I think she has a pretty unique view on, I would just say, you know, leadership and, and leading a guild as big as you know, hers is and what kind of comes with that, right? Kind of what she has uh, experienced, what she's gone through, how did she end up on UO forever? And, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm very grateful that this is de my first UO forever um, guest, minus Carl, um, which I think Carl doesn't play, right, like as much, obviously. So, I really consider, you know, this one the first official UO Forever guest, which I'm, again, thrilled. Um, so a huge thank you to her for, um, you know, spending some time with me. I wanted to also apologize. I, I had, I've been so busy this past uh, week, I did not have time, honestly, to post one. Um, so this this is taking a little bit longer, but I think it was worth the wait. Um, some of the uh, stories that are shared, I think, are really good and I think holistically, you know, we connect um, on a level that's just great to hear that I think we agree with a lot of things that traditionally a PVMer and a, let's just say, PK or, or, or you know, PVPer would really not agree on. So I found that um, exceptionally interesting um, how, you know, her kind of thoughts uh, were not as I thought they were going to be. So, you know, please definitely enjoy this episode. Um, just to let you guys know, coming up, I I'm working on a huge project today, um, which is why I'm trying to get this, this one wrapped up. So I have a ton of content coming. Um, and, you know, please, again, I stream on Twitch. You can look me up, Mustache Gaming. I stream Ultima Online. And I also run this fabulous podcast. And I will also be, I would say dipping my foot into the YouTube realm, not me personally, but I will be um, featured on another channel because I, I honestly just don't have the time or bandwidth right now to manage, you know, another platform. So keep an eye out for that. I will let you guys know um, when that is complete and when it's posted. Um, but again, uh, a huge thank you to uh, Sky Wolfbane for sitting down with me and I sincerely hope you guys enjoy this episode. We'll catch you next time. All right, guys. I am sitting here one-on-one -on -one with Sky Wolfbane. And hello. yeah, hello to you. And just, <laughs> just that name alone is just, it's almost probably one of the most interesting names, you know, I've heard of anyone that's been on here. So um, we're going to just jump right in and kind of just give us a little you know, introduce yourself, kind of, you know, how you got into UO and how all this started. Uh, well, um, I'd have to say it was right around um, maybe second age. So I forgot what year that would be, maybe 98, something like that. Yeah. But like the whole um, Delusia, you know, that had just come out. Right. And uh, my son who was, I think, 11 at the time, he was in an after-school group. It was called PAL, and it was run by the Police Athletic League. And um, 
one of the cops there was playing UO and he would show the kids the game. Wow. Mom, mom, I, I got to play this game. I got to play this game. And, you know, I had like a 386 computer, you know, <laughs> yeah. AOL dial up. And, hmm. um, you know, it was like, what, $15 a month. And I said, ouch, you know, but right. and I said, okay, he really wanted to do this. And I said, all right. So he started playing for several months and I'd kind of look over his shoulder and he'd be all excited. Mom, check this out, check this out. And then he convinced me to make a character. And I really hadn't gamed much before that, you know, a little bit on like the Atari, you know, showing right. my age and, and stuff. But <laughs> Um, so I, I did, I started a character and I picked cat skills cause I lived in New Jersey at the time and you know, so cat skills isn't too far away. Right. And, uh, I made a swords lumberjack character and her name was temptress Lydia. <laughs> so <stupid. laughs> I don't even know why. I, I don't even know why, but, um, you know, that was back in the days when like, I remember becoming a two time GM. And everybody was like, whoa, you're a badass. Like, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Can't, you know? And um, so then I just started playing and, uh, you know, it was fun. And um, but also, you know, I was a single mom, you know, I had three kids and, you know, so I, you know, didn't go out every night and I was still yeah. pretty young. I was like 25, 26, something like that. And um, so suddenly now I had like a little social life, you know, because I met people in the game. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was a huge draw, you know, I think for me, um, more than it just being a game, you know. And let me ask you this, you know, going into UO, did you have, you know, any preconceived notions or did, what were your expectations going in? Um, no. And, you know, like I said, I, I watched him play a little bit, but like I really hadn't gamed a lot. And I remember a game. It was in, uh, you know, because I'm in the age where uh, uh, you go to the um, play video games, you know. The arcade, right. The arcade. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't think of the word. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there was that one game, and I can't remember it, but it was like a role-playing game. Like, you know, and you would, you know, whatever the character's name was, uh, pick this if you want him to go this way or do this. You know, yeah. and you would... Um, and I love that game. And I, I can't remember the name. Was it right Gauntlet now. Legends? Because I remember that one. You could pick like an axer. You could pick a like a swords maybe. I don't know how in depth it was, you know. But yeah. anyway, go ahead. Yeah. But I remember, you know, when I would start playing you, it kind of reminded me of that. And I hadn't really got into role playing or anything like that yet, you know. Yeah. Um, but when I, I, I remember I was, you know walking down a path and an orc there was a bunch of orcs and um you know i had killed orcs in the game and then all of a sudden they started attacking me but they were like talking to me <laughs> and i'm like calling my son i'm like jesse jesse wait, what's going on this is like freaking me out these orcs are talking to me and right. he's like they're role players i'm like what the, what the hell's a role player yeah he's like they're just they're just players, but they're pretending to be orcs. They dress like orcs. They even, you know, they talk like orcs. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. thought that was the most amazing thing. Like, that was so cool. And it was still quite a little while before I got into role play. But that just kind of stuck out as my first, I love this game moment, you know? Yeah. And 
It's it's super funny you mentioned that because I re- I came back about I would say three months ago and the the first shard I played um is where I guess all the orcs are playing now and I even through my OSI career I never encountered um at least on Sonoma like the orcs you know just a, you know role player never happened and I encountered them you know there and. I didn't know what was happening. They're like Grebas, you know, and I'm like, what? You know? <laughs> Chinese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I realized like I went, I jumped in their discord and I just saw like, this is a legitimate, like this, they've gone way beyond what, you know, most people do, but no, that's super exciting. You mentioned the orcs. Um, and I'm, I'm very intrigued that you actually picked you know, cat skills based on your location. Did, so you knew then those were based on locations then, the shard names. Um, I think so. I think that kind of, I, I thought maybe if, if uh, you picked one that was closer to you, that maybe your connection would be better, you know. I, oh, yeah. No, I, I didn't understand at the time, you know, that it was just a name, that the server wasn't actually located there. But I think... I kind of remember thinking, well, that's kind of close to me. So maybe the people who play there or the server is in that area. Right. But obviously that wasn't the case, but that's okay. okay Turned out to be yeah. a, great, a great shard. I mean, Catskills was a lot of fun in those days. You know, it was super active. And, and of course, it was a pretty big uh, role-playing shard. So it was kind of inevitable that I would eventually wind up, you know, getting into role-play there. So, okay. So you, you know, you create your first character – what, you know, I guess, play style, you know, did you naturally kind of, you know, walk into, I guess, over time? Um, I, I was in a guild, a PD, I always PD, PDM. I, okay. I was never, a, never a PD beer. Um, I tried it, you know, and um, I just really was very bad at it. And I still am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um I, I was never much of a mage and I think that's why, you know, oh, and yeah. um, I didn't, yeah, I just wasn't born naturally twitchy, you know, and, and sure. so, um, it was, so I always have been heavily, you know, just PVM and um, so I was in a, you know, I got into a guild there that was a big PVM guild and, you know, we did all that kind of stuff and um, somewhere along the way, I just kind of ran into some role players this is kind of cool and um started it was just like another element to the game you know and um i've always enjoyed acting you know i've done some theater and community theater stuff like that and so like well this is really just being in a play you know and then that's basically what you're doing yeah and yeah and so then um so that did bring in some pvp because back then you know the role play guilds would war and but you always had these rules of engagement um you know where you can't loot and you have to uh interact with the person first you have to role play with the person it's very different than just you know going around pking people but there you know we did have some pvp there and it would be fun yeah because i know it was wild to me you know and someone remind me this you know a couple months ago i'm like I, you know, I said, I'm like, you know, I'm not a role player at all. And someone's like, you realize you're playing a role playing game. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and you forget, right? The simple, simple stuff like that, because I think in, in UO, people can take that though to like the next level, right? Like clearly, 
you know, people just run with it, which is awesome. So, okay. So you're, you're in a PVM guild. Um, how, you know, how was that experience? You know, do you, do you remember the name of the guild or, you know, was that your only guild? Yeah. Um, it was the guardians of Valhalla. Oh, okay. Wow. G O V. Um, and it was good. It was really, it got really big. And that's where I really learned some of the, um, weirdness <laughs> that, <laughs> that can go along with this game because you have so many different people, so many different personalities. Right. And we're all completely addicted to this game. So we're spending hours and hours with each other. And, you know, that's when I was first exposed to like, you know, couples kind of forming, you know, and real life drama, you know, where yeah. this dude is married, but he's hooking up with this woman who's married in real life. But now they're leaving their husband and their wives in real life, you know, wow, because yeah. They, yeah, I mean, just crazy stuff. And so that was a whole other uh, side to UO that continues to this day. I mean, I, I oh, still yeah. see it happening, you know. Um, and I, I think it's just because you get so immersed in this game um, that you kind of, it becomes, you know, more real than a fantasy. Um, and, and people have to kind of watch out for that because that could be a, one of the downsides of, a, of this type of a game. Well, and I know, you know, because I, I took a break for many years and I, I recently came back to Free Shards in general. And, you know, I decided to, for better, for worse, I decided I was going to stream it, you know, live and just see how that goes. And I will tell you, it is such a different experience now, whether even if you're not streaming to a live audience, but you're in Discord, you have real time communication, you know, some of yeah. these tools that we didn't have back then. I mean, back then, you know, I'll date myself, you know, I, I still remember my ICQ number, by the way, but, you know, I did <laughs> you know, yeah, right. We had you know, some sort of communication, but you had like a forum. Um, I mean, some kids may not even know what I'm talking about, but you know, a place where you, you know, you know, submit a right. post and you're waiting maybe a day for someone to reply. Right. And I think yeah. this goes to your point that it is so much more immersive now where you can actually hear someone speak on the other end. Right. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And video even, you know, yeah. discord, you can have several people and, um, I was th actually thinking about that earlier, just how uh, the use of first Skype, I think, and yeah. then, um, you know, Discord has also changed the game in, in a lot of respects. And yeah, and our poor forums, you know, they're <laughs> hardly used anymore, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, because of that. But so now it's also it's also been fun, too, because, you know, you do have that platform where. Um, you know, we have yeah. people, uh, you know, in the shard I'm on now, you know, in my guild, we have people from all over the world. So it's amazing that, you know, we're just kind of sitting and talking to people from Germany and, uh, Russia, you know, right. of course, Canada, we have a lot of, and Brazil, you know, and, and that's amazing, you know? Well, and, and I think, uh, it's hilarious. I think I said this with, uh, my last guest, but I was like, you know, it's almost like you're driving on the side of the road and if you saw someone with their car broke down and they had like a UO license plate, you would, you're in like this secret club where no matter who yeah. it is, if you knew that you're like, I'm going all in to help this person because it's such a camaraderie that we all have, right. Of all walks of life. Um, yeah, sure. and, and okay. So, and 
you know, you may fast forward or whatever, but, you know, walk me through, is there anything else on, let's say your OSI career that, you know, you think was perhaps interesting or stuff that may have happened along the way to bring you to, you know, your free shard now? Um, I was really just a player. I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't a GM or anything on cat skills. Um, okay. but I, uh, you know, one thing, and I've talked about this in, um, on other platforms, but, you know, going back to my son, um, you know, a lot of parents, you know, with teenage kids, a, a lot of the times you're like, I, you know, we, I, I have nothing to talk about with my kid. You know, <laughs> right. We, you know, we don't relate and UO, um, definitely gave us that, you know? And so, um, we had this like special bond that even today he, he doesn't really play anymore, but he will on, on occasion, um, he really likes grinding characters. So anytime a new shard pops up, he'll go on that new shard, grind some okay. characters, yeah. you know, but he's, he's kind of a big POE and LOL guy right now, but, yeah. um, and now he's like 33. So, um, <laughs> but we always have that. And, um, you know, even as a teenager, you know, when I, I couldn't, I was getting the usual, how was school? Fine. Yeah. You know, what do you do today? <laughs> Nothing. I could be like, Hey, have you, you know, checked out the new, you know, uh, the new dungeon or something that just opened. Oh yeah. It's super cool. You know, it's right. so then, you know, we're talking. And um, so that was kind of special. And that is really above everything else. Um, my, you know, my lasting impression of UO, as far as it being a, a, an important thing. Now I have two daughters too. They played a little bit, not as much as he did, um, but they yeah. know the game. They're aware of the game. They still understand. You know, like I told my my daughter today, I'm like, look, you got to pick up the girls by four because I got to do a UO podcast. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, you know, okay, you know, right. like, she didn't question that or what the hell, you know, okay, you right? Know, so they they get it too, and um, but I had I played with my daughters as well, so that was um something about UO. It was really special and. You know, I've made friendships. You know, I have friends, uh, a couple that I met on Catskills, and we have not, I've not met them in real life. Yeah. But it's been almost 20 years. You know, one in particular, um, he, uh, he actually used to play on Hybrid. He was a counselor, GM Thunder. Okay. Years ago. Yeah. And, um, but we met on Catskills, and we're still friends, and he's my, he's my co GM today. Wow, okay. Um, you know, and that's a special friendship. You know, he'll send me cookies at Christmas time. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah. and he's, just a, he's just a good friend. And, um, you know, on the other side, I've, I've had friends and um, very, very close friends that I would consider very close friends. And um, even a couple that I uh, did know in real life, you know, we had met in real life that uh, those relationships ended, you know, for whatever reason. And that's always right. difficult too. So, you know, the game's really been a huge part of my life as far as, um, you know, friendships and relationships go. And um, that's something that will stick with me and, and continues today, even on the free charts. Yeah. I think it's, it's so difficult to really articulate, you know, what this game, you know, meant and still means to people um, just because of, the camaraderie we all share with this game that, and, and, you know, I, I talked about this a few episodes ago and it's like, I call it chasing the UO dragon where, 
you know, we've had this phenomenal experience back in the day. And I realized things change, you know, I, technology evolves. I totally get it. I'm, I'm for that. But, you know, n- no one has even come close to offering us what you owe, you know, still offers today in certain respects, right? And I think it's so hard to get away from. Like, there hasn't been a UO 2.0, right? There's there's not. No, you just um, didn't. They're not going to ever duplicate it. And, you know, I think one little small thing has really created that that atmosphere, and it's the lack of chat boxes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I People, you know, a lot of people look at me like I'm crazy when I say that. But when you're able to talk in the game and, and it not be in a little box off to the side, it helps you get so much more immersed in the game, yeah. you know, and um, it's a small thing, but I think that's one little thing that you always, always had that's kind of separated it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's stupidly simple, right? Like text appears over someone's head on paper. That just seems like the most basic thing. You wouldn't even like highlight it, right? It's just, okay, that's fine. But yeah, when you play in a game where there's just a little box and it appears, it feels almost like an automated system message, right? It just doesn't feel genuine to me. Right. I, no, I, I agree. And, um, you know, and, and the, when we started, I started kind of transitioning away from OSI. Um, it, I wouldn't say it was at the start of uh, Trammel. Yeah. But it definitely, that kind of started it. and. Um, coming from a trammy, because, you know, I, I was. And, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate being killed by, by rats, right. you know, and, but um, at the time, I was probably one of those people who were like, yeah, trammel. And then right. I, I saw the effects that it had on the, on the game. And um, from everything, from the economy to, role-playing even i mean it, it destroyed role-playing in, the, right. in a lot of ways because before trammel you know you would have for those people who roll into to role play you know you would have a guy role-playing um some old ancient vampire you know with <laughs> right. these incredible powers and because you know he can't attack you in the game your your character in the game is like talking mad you know, yeah. I don't know if I can curse. <laughs> sure. No, you know, yeah, you're good. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it's talking, you know, to this vampire because where normally it, you know, if it was real, you know, your little human would encounter this vampire and run, right? Yeah. And and with uh, Feluca, that was more the case because you knew that that vampire was going to kill you probably. The risk, yeah. Yeah, and it took all that away, and um, it really did, you know, did a lot. And then it just got, I mean, I don't want to talk bad about the game, but it just got so convoluted and so so many different things and, and, and changing, and, and it just kind of lost it. And it, yeah. it's a shame, but, you know, thanks to Free Shards, um, right. some of them have been able to kind of recreate that original world. You know, well, that we, we went to. And, and really, you know, just to touch on the trammel thing, because, you know, m- most of my reason for wanting to talk to, you know, Gary, it was to address that trammel question that I feel like I'm not going to say he skated around it, but no one really, <laughs> I feel like, like just straight out asked him like, you know, Hey, what, what was the decision there? And I think it's, it's so easy, right? 20 years later, whatever, for us to sit here and be like, Oh man, I, I could give you 20 different options you could have done. Right. 
But I'm like, well, it's a little different when, okay, a free shard maybe has a couple thousand people, right? If you're lucky. But back then you had like a million. <laughs> and, you know, I think my opinion as a business decision, Trammel worked, right? It kept it alive, but it did do massive damage. It was a short-term win, if that's fair to say. Right. Um, right. But the long-term effect, you know, was was really bad. And, and yeah, I, I do agree that I think Trammel unfortunately set the stage for a lot of other MMOs to replicate Trammel because there was never any Feluca like ever again on an MMO, <laughs> which is wild to yeah. think about. And, you know, that was one of the reasons um, that I wound up on, on uh, UO Forever. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was about five days after it launched, I got an ICQ message, which was very odd. Because, <laughs> yeah. But at that time I was using, um, I think, what is it called? Like Adium. And it had like. Oh, a yeah, and yeah, ICQ yeah. And That's all right. kinds of things. So I was using that because at that point, so many people were using different kind of messaging systems. Um, and so I got an ICQ from an old orc and said, Hey, you know, I found the shard and I don't, I don't even know if he's still there. I, I can't even remember who it was, but, yeah. um, I, so what the heck? And I had no intentions of really getting into it because I hadn't played UO at that point. I had probably right. not played in about three years. Okay. Um, you know, after, after OSI, we had kind of bounced, I, me and my friends, we had kind of bounced around to a couple of the free shards. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. One of the best ones was Angel Island. Just want to give them a little shout out. It, it, it's uh, sure technically still up, but I don't. I think it's maybe five people on it. But it uh, it was created by Adam Ant, who is also kind of a UO legend. Oh yeah, I remember and, that name. Yeah, um, yeah. It was an incredible shard, but it had the worst community. It was so toxic. And people would come in, <laughs> yeah. hey everybody, and they'd be like, die in a fire. You know, I mean they, right. it was just so bad. But it was it was really the um the shard itself was just great. So I was there for a little while. Then, you know, that kind of started falling apart. And um because Adam ran it as a hobby and I'm I'm kind of getting off topic, but um and really, to, to run a successful shard, it has to be a business because nobody's going to tolerate the stuff that they have to tolerate for right. so many years if they're not making money from it. Or, or you know what I mean? It, it, wants it, it, it just has to be a business. And I think that's why UO Forever has been successful. Yes. Um, and has lasted this long because it is. It, it's a business for the, for the owner and or owners. Anyway, well, so... Um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I want to <laughs> touch on... I kind of got off topic there. No, you touched on something that... Um, I've been, I wouldn't say personally fighting, but uh, maybe advocating for that, you know, even talking with the owners that I have of, of, you know, free charge in general, and even talking to Gary, it's like, this is a business, right? I mean, there are decisions, you know, that are made because, you know, you need to keep the business alive, right? Oh, why don't you modify i don't know you know swords to do more damage so or what you know these little tiny minuscule changes can really impact a huge thing and i think unfortunately sometimes i will say this i think the people of, of many free shards forget that this is a business this isn't really i think at least in 2020 we've moved away from the hobby aspect like no one's running this you know in off their own computer and like hosting it right now they, they're hosting on professional you know service providers like th this isn't 1999 in my opinion 
you know, and I think the more people understand like, yeah, this is a business that makes money and I'm okay with that because they're providing a service, you know, fine. Um, but I just wanted to, yeah, I, I went off topic too, but that, that point was very important that you said, and I'm glad that you could recognize that because a lot of people can't. And I don't know if you agree with that, but that's kind of what I think. Oh, no, yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, it's a fine line because you, you don't want to make it where it's uh, pay to pay to win, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and like, so I know on UOF, you know, the dono stuff is all like aesthetic, you know, it's your, your fancy dresses hues yeah you know hues all that kind of stuff your meta pet hues you know and um but it's not like you can uh buy a fancy weapon that's better than everybody else right you know and that that's that's the big difference that can make the difference between a successful and and not a successful shard yeah so okay so you heard about uo forever so walk through like yeah how did that process work like i mean Oh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that's where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so I started, you know, I started playing it and I convinced my friends, come on, check it out. It's actually pretty cool. You know, it's, it's full of a rule set. Um, and that was like, oh, okay. You know, and yeah. um, so we, we started playing um, and I just happened to get a house outside of Trinsic. You know, there was still housing available there and we, we placed a bunch of houses there and um we were a pirate guild and we had been doing this on other shards for quite some time. We yeah. were the black wind and that's all we did. We did pirating and that was our very serious role play, very strict role play. And, but you always have those other characters that, you know, you're not really role playing with, but they're your, your like utility characters, you know? Right. And yeah. so we needed a place for um, our alts. So uh, we said, well, let's make a city of Trinsic Guild since we're all right here. <clears throat> I said, okay, I'll, I'll hold the stone for that because my uh, friend had the other stone. And so we started this guild just for our alts. Um, and, you know, it, we, we took on a few people along the way. And I just came up with the name Sky Wolfbane. And um, when I made her, I'm thinking, I'm not going to role play here. I'm just going to make her kind of kind of trammy i gave her like blue hair which i never would have done before because that's very anti role play right and uh dressed her in you know crazy clothes um but then i when we my friends came we started getting into the role play heavier um i just wrote and that's the great thing about role play you can do whatever you want as long as you can write a story around it so i just wrote a story about how she her and her people have weird colored hair because they live <laughs> yeah. here Ilshanar, where the water is tainted blue from the azure that's mined in the mountains. You know, I mean, you can you can <laughs> yeah. anything up. And um, so the uh, the Black Wind Guild kind of died out. They kind of eventually left the shard um, that group, but the city of Trinsic got huge. Okay. And uh, just like over, and I was like, wow, you know, like how did this happen? And so the next thing I know, I'm I'm a GM of this huge guild, which I never intended to be. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, that's how it started, and that was eight years ago. Wow, and I, I think um, to in any leadership, you know, role, no matter if it's a GM or a shard owner, there are things that happen that people just don't understand, or 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 perhaps don't think happen. Um, so, and I, and I think we, we may go in a little weeds here for a second, but I think it's okay. Um, what was your, you know, your experience as being a GM, you know, 
Are there a few things that perhaps caught you off guard or that you just didn't expect? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, not too much lately, because I think I've <laughs> You've seen it all. <laughs> just, I've seen it all. <laughs> but, um, you know, in the first couple of years, I mean, everything from, um, you know, people PMing me in the middle of the night because they're very depressed and they don't want to live anymore, you know, wow. and um, you know, having to kind of talk them down off the roof, um, mm -hmm. and to, uh, just, you know, hearing about, you know, you forget that there's lives behind these characters, right. you They're know, people. And, <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, we have a member who, who lost, um, two sons, wow. uh, like in the same year and, you know, um, just being a shoulder, you know, for those people, um, you know, and running into people of all different kinds of personalities, um, some who are probably um, certifiably insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and having to deal with that. So you're like a little bit of a therapist and right. a psychiatrist and, um, you know, and, and, and my own uh, like relationships, you know, that member that joins your guild and is super great and you start putting trust into them you know, giving them some more responsibility and, um, you know, developing a, a friendship and then they like quit your guild, loot your guild house. And, right. you know, you're like, what the hell, you know, and, um, that's hard. That's, you know, or they just simply leave your guild to go to some other guild, you know, and yeah. like, how did that happen? You know, and it's hurtful, you know, well, I mean, I've, I've cried, you know, <laughs> I'm not I, I think, to admit that. and I think this is a fact and I don't even know, and, and I know on a human level, right, this is not uncharacteristic behavior of humans to perhaps lie, cheat their way through something, right? But I have never seen, and, you know, maybe in a game, I don't know, but perhaps in real life, you know, because it's probably tougher to do in real life, but the lengths that someone will go through to either get someone to gain their trust or to just end up looting them, I mean, it, it is absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah. It, it really is. And, you know, again, who knows what these people are dealing with in their <laughs> personal lives? Yeah. You know, I mean, some share, some, some don't. And, uh, you know, we had a member, um, that shared with me that about six, seven months ago, um, he lost his brother, I think mm. to COVID. Yeah. And then a week later he lost his son. Um, I think maybe in an accident, but, and I had no idea because he just isn't one of those people that, some some are some you're gonna know every aspect of their life, oh yeah you know it's like discord becomes your twitter you know yeah bathroom now, you know? <laughs> but then there's other people that are just super nice and friendly and you really won't ever know much about them until they kind of confide in you personally yeah and, and you're you know you get kind of floored away by it but um i've met some amazing people um some great people who have been in my show in my guild for years um and so I don't know, one of, one of my greatest experiences and I, um, the, uh, shard owner, uh, Shane yeah. invited Richard Garriott to come to UOF. I, it was one of the anniversaries. I can't remember now, but it was, I remember was it the fifth. Yeah. Fifth might've been the fifth. Yeah. And at the time we were the city of transit guild. Okay. And, um, I was, we were involved in a little bit of a role play storyline, uh, where I, I was the governor. Um, okay. And we were uh, trying to succeed from 
from Britain's rule. We want okay. it to be our own, you know, our own rule. And so when I heard about Gary coming, I tweeted him and I kind of explained this briefly and said, hey, you know, it'd be really cool if while you were here, you could say something. And so during this thing where he was sitting up on a stage and kind of everybody was around and asking yeah. him questions, um, when that was kind of over, um, he said, oh, and by the way, I hereby give uh, the city of Trinsic um, free reign to be a free state and be the free city of Trinsic from wow. now on. And that was like the biggest nerd moment <laughs> yeah. for me ever. You know, I was like, oh my God, like I can quit the game now. Right. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was... That was a big moment for me, a proud moment. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the shard, Shane was very welcoming to guilds um, in the first couple of years. You know, if you proved that you were a good shard and, excuse me, a good guild that was going to be around for a while um, and, and, you know, really help the community, help new yeah. players, he would uh, give you like a, a, a guild house or something. So, you know, one guild was the knights that got a castle. Um, we got a building in the city of Trenzic. Um, I don't. I think it's called the town hall, actually, even on the the map. But okay, yeah. Uh, somehow they were able to make it where I could own it, almost like a house. And um, so that's our guild house, right in the middle of, of the town. Wow. And that's been okay. one. That's been really cool. It, until you experience why that's so cool, <laughs> right. it's kind of hard to explain, but. Um, that's been a, a wonderful, and I think all the other guilds have lost theirs because they didn't stick around, but we still have our town hall. We're so just so, you know, my audience and, and for myself, you know, as well, like how many members do you have in the guild? Just so people can get a scope, you know, uh, right now we have, um, so in game we have about 250 characters. Okay. Uh, and I have a, I keep a spreadsheet. So, wow, um, yeah. Uh, people, we have about 120. Wow. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. Some of them are active. Some of them are not as active as others. But sure. I'm pretty good about about four or five months. If someone hasn't logged in, I usually remove them for inactivity. So I keep my roster pretty pretty up to date. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, we you know on a Saturday night we'll get 30 people or so in voice chat, and um, it's a good time. No, and I just asked simply because, yeah, I mean, there is a huge difference from managing, you know, 10 of your best buddies from high school and then to getting, you know, 100 random people of different, you know, whole, all different walks of life, right? <laughs> it's, it's very difficult, I have a feeling, to manage, you know. Um, yeah. So, okay, so what is – so the guild today, is it, it sounds like it's not called like the city of Trinsic anymore or whatever. Is that the, the case or – well, it is the free city of Trinsic now. Ah, got it. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, yeah. So, okay, so now you you mentioned to me before we started recording how you got your name. And I think I may have skipped over that at the beginning. Can you explain how your name came to be? Um, it really, there was not a big story behind it. I um, Coming from a role play background, um, so when I first started role playing, I told you my original name was Temptress Lydia. Right. And then I named, um, I had a bard, and so I named her Enchanting Lydia. I was not very creative back then. <laughs> yeah. And then I had like a, a, a mage person, and she was going to be kind of like a necromancer, so I named her Evil Lydia. Okay. And I did manage, 
when I started to get into role play, come up with some kind of storyline as to why they all three were named Lydia. And it was because their mother's name was Lydia and she died giving birth to them. They were triplets and their father said, no other woman's name will pass through my lips. So okay. he named all three of their his daughters Lydia, but they earned their own little, you know, temptress and, and all. <laughs> they, they all had stories for that. So, wow. but when I got more into, and I was starting to make new characters because we'd go on to like Europa, you know, because that was a real big uh, RV shard or other free shards. Um, I always then from that point on chose what's known as, you know, more of an, a role play name, a real name, you know? Yeah, right. Um, and really, I just, I always kind of liked the name Sky and um, just kind of, I think I went online and did like name generator, you know, for like role play games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And saw Wolfbane and I thought, well, you know, that'd be kind of cool because there's, you know, RP possibilities with that kind of a name. And, th and that's really, you know, um, my other character is a tamer and that's Jade uh, Nevea. Okay. And, um, a jade her dragon was green and um because somebody was giving that's why i made a tamer because somebody had a dragon i was like oh well heck you know <laughs> yeah. so so the dragon was green and a friend of mine named her her daughter nevea and i thought it was pretty you know it's heaven wow, backwards. yeah so <laughs> you know it's there's not unfortunately very interesting stories behind those names but no, um, and it's funny from your perspective, it's not interesting, but for someone who's like 0% creative in the role-playing space, it's very interesting because, yeah, I, you know, the toughest part of, you know, UO to me was, yeah, making a name. Like, it's just, yeah. it's so difficult. Um, well, and that's why you see some really, really strange names, yeah. you know, but <laughs> um, there, you know, there are a lot of like name generators on the internet that are very useful, you know? Yeah. Now, and, uh, that helps. Now, did, um, you know, as you've, you know, become, you know, GM and, and throughout this, d are you guys role playing like the whole time? Is it strict, like a strict code you follow or what? No, um, I kind of let go of the strict role play because, you know what, that is a lot of work. It is a <laughs> yeah. lot. It really is because I, it's so restrictive. I, I remember one time um, I used the lead house option to get out of a house because okay, I thought it was yeah. kind of confusing. And my GM at the time reamed me out because he said, would you jump out of a window? You know, oh, and geez. that's, yeah, he super strict past. And, and while that was fun for me at the time, being a GM of this large guild, I just, I don't have the time to keep right. that up. So yeah. um, we're very, very light RP now, but like you said, you know, we're playing a role-playing game. So even people who aren't really strictly role-playing, everybody kind of RPs in their own way, this like fierce loyalty to the city of Trinsic, you know, and um, right. uh, we'll, you know, we'll have fun sometimes when we um, go out. So the other night, uh, there's a dungeon, a fall dungeon. They have seasonal dungeons. Um, oh, okay. on UOF. Uh, we have an incredible designer there. Her name is Faye, and she's amazing. And um, so a lot of PKs would are hanging out at this dungeon. So we said, yeah. let's all group up, take over this dungeon. And so I would run around and say, you know, the city of Trinsic is claiming this, and the name of the governor, Wolfbane's name. And um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so we'll still do kind of goofy things like that, but, um, you know, yeah. it's just light. It's just fun. It's not that, 
you know, real strict, no rules of engagement and, and all that stuff anymore. Cause it's just, I, I don't know. I'm just too old to deal with all that brings a lot of drama because somebody doesn't, in, you know, engage right. long enough and you just don't have the amount of role players that you used to either. So we wouldn't really be warring any other role players. There's no need for that. Yeah. Um, when I, when I came back, I played Outlands for a couple of months and I joined um, the U militia and I think it's very similar to what you're saying, where if you join, you are loosely following, you know, the militia and what they believe in. You can't, you know, PK people, you can't kill allies. I mean, you know, the basics, right? But you didn't have to be role-playing 24-7 because, yeah, it's it's almost impossible to enforce that, you know, without uh, – the, the micromanagement yeah. is just – it's too much, I think. But, you um, know, back – day you militia was like that you you yeah. militia I, I, we used to uh they were on angel island for a while you know we we've kind of interacted and um they were very strict role play but like i said it's just kind of gotten away from that now and i think people get older you know the the uo <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah the uo population has has gotten um older right and uh we're just a little bit too tired for all that <laughs> yeah because like kenny the leader there i mean He's role playing. He's got it down to a science. He almost looks like, you know, he's, you know, some fixture, right? Like, cause he's just, he takes it to that, you know, next level. It's amazing to see. Um, but yeah, like me personally, I'm like, you know, I just, I don't have time, you know, sometimes to like really, I, I can commit for a certain event you know, or something we're doing, but you know, to do that all the time, that's very difficult. Um, yeah, I I, st I try to stay in character when I'm on Sky. I I don't use her a lot as far as playing the game. She is like, you know, the head of state, so she's the one that's gilding new characters. She's the one that's running guild meetings. Yeah, right. You know that kind of stuff. So of course, because I have a tamer, and then I also have an archer bard. Um, and okay. so those are my my main PVM characters, you know. And uh, Sky is just kind of like, you know, sometimes I'll ride with our PVPers will go out sometimes looking for reds and she'll ride with them just for like the PR, you know? Yeah. And it's just kind of funny too, because it's like, there's a sky's PVPing and it's on my <laughs> card. It's kind of a, a kind of a joke because everybody knows I'm just really bad at it. Right. And okay. So, um, and when I'm asked this question, I put it on there. Uh, would you ever start over again? Let's just say either a new shard pops up or whatever, you know, would you ever do that? I think that I might, but not as a GM. I think I would That's fair. Yeah. over to somebody else and <laughs> enjoy yeah. playing the game for, for a little bit. Because, you know, like everybody else, there's burnout. And, and there's times when, you know, there's times where I'm just like, I'm, I just need to take a break. But, yeah. being, you know, being the GM and, and knowing my responsibility for, because there's so many people that enjoy this guild and, they appreciate being in the guild and, you know, the friendships that that pulls me back in. Yeah. Right. Know? But that also comes with, you know, it, it's basically a second job. Right. And it's a second oh, yeah. job that I, that I love, but it is a lot of work. And um, so I think at this point, if something should happen um, that I would enjoy just being a member of someone else's guild. No, that, that's a very fair, you know, answer. Cause I think, for a lot of people, it's usually, no, I don't think so. Or whatever. And it's like, I, and I know for me personally, yeah, I do. There is that burnout period, but like it, you just, something pulls you back, right? Cause there's just, there's no replacement for it. And 
it, it's so hard, you know, to just like eliminate UO from your life completely because it's just it's such a big part of everyone's life, whether they subconsciously know it or not. At least my opinion. Um, well, but okay, for sure. Yeah. That's why I would never say never because I know better. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, okay, so we're gonna jump into some OSI stuff. Um, so. Okay, I recently did see the new, I'm going to put an air quote, the new legacy announcement. Um, I wanted to kind of get your your collective thoughts as, you know, a free shard player right now. Um, what, you know, when you kind of saw, I will say, the information that's given, you know, what are your kind of thoughts around it? Um, you know, it's so vague that I'm not really sure yet. Um yeah. I, I really think that if they stick to the, you know, which it seems like it will, the Trammel, Feluca, and it looks like they're going to have some sort of new, like a factions thing, but right, the Vice. Yeah, something basically right. be like factions. So, um, so that number one kind of, eh, you know, I mean, I, I would have liked to have seen something that brought it back you know, to, yes. to old school. And, and so I know they said you can't go back. You just, you know, learn from the past and uh, do it better. This, you know, things they are going to, I guess, from what I can tell, tone down some of the systems. Right. And, and make them a little bit easier. That's good. Um, but if they, if they really want it to be successful, they're going to have to find a way to make it. Um, and, and I know UOF, every shard struggles with yeah. getting new, getting new players because it's a hard game to learn and that new player system. So um, otherwise they're, they're not going to gain any new people. They're just going to have some of the old people. Yeah. Just recycled. Yeah. This new chart. Um, well, so it, it's hard to say until I really see something more definite. Yeah. I, you know, I, I watched and, you know, and I'm probably going to, th this might be a bit of a forward statement, but this is just how I feel. Um, after, you know, talking with Garriott and hearing how Garriott still engages every couple of years, he engages EA and they asked about UO and then it gets down to the broad story. Like they literally have not engaged Garriott for anything, even though he's offered, he's put the offer out there and just hearing that and then hearing, you know, this announcement, I, in my mind, I just think, I think they're a little in over their head. Personally, that's what I think. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know if I buy the whole you can't go back in time because clearly, right, you're playing a free shard. I'm playing a free shard that right. <laughs> you, exactly. you can go back, right? <laughs> it's, it's technically possible, right? Um, and I think, and I know, and I'll answer this question for me, I, I would go back if there was, yeah, like even if, and I'll even, I'll make it even easier for them. I would even go back if there was a test center from pre-tram era or something just for action, you know, because it was just, it, it was a very magical time back then. Um, but I just, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not excited, and I, but you know, but I'm not, I'm not really hopeful, I guess. Cause you know, I look at the past, right. And I'm just not sure if they can pull it off. Um, but right. in a positive note, I think you would agree. I think any, any publicity for UO is great. I don't care what it is, right? <laughs> like, I'm glad. Sure. 
Yeah. I mean, as long as they're still thinking you owe and they're just not pulling the plug, you know? I mean, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what matters. And this may fail and, and then maybe they'll learn from it and try something else. But as long as there's a team out there that's still trying, you know, that's yeah. what we can, all we can really hope for, you know, for the game. And, and that in itself is amazing, you know, right. so many years later that they're at least still giving it a go. Yeah, and and I think you know, it's it's the typical UO you know toxic community that they'll just keep shooting arrows at it. But I, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, you know, it may be an epic fail. It may never even happen. I don't even know. But at least the ball finally is moving down the field somehow. Whether it's an inch at a time, they are finally moving forward, which is awesome to see. Um, but yeah, we'll have to just see you know how it goes. Um, so, okay, um, walk me through, you know, why why do you stay on UO forever? What is it, you know, besides your world-class guild that clearly you're running successfully? <laughs> apart from that, you know, what keeps you on there? What do you like about it? Um, uh, again, I like the that it's Feluca. As much as I hate PKs, it's needed. It's <laughs> yeah. very, you know, you have to have that risk, and that keeps the economy in check. Um and and we've seen with regular you know osi whatever what that damage to that economy can do right um i i like that um the world is pretty small so we don't we don't have delusia and we don't have ilshanar as much as i love ilshanar um so just having the original uo map uh does keep that player base a little closer together right um but yet they do add new things, you know, and, and new dungeons or um, uh, either uh, there's a couple custom dungeons. And then they've also implemented some of the Ilshanar dungeons, but without I- implementing the entire landmass. Yeah. Um, and, and systems like Meta Dragons and things, you know, that is not part of pre-AOS, but um, does kind of keep the game interesting and um Kind of yeah. fun, and uh, obviously, it's also uh, helpful for the business end of it. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, it's just a good, it's a good community. You know, you have those, you know, you have those players that are kind of asshats. You know, I mean, that, <laughs> oh yeah, have that. but it's not an. I would not call it an overly toxic community. You know, you go into our into the discord you know and and most times it's a pretty friendly active chat right um you know and and uh, they have some cool uh there's something that they <laughs> call the zombie land which uh is in delusia but it only yeah. they only run it on halloween and it's like the most fun thing you've ever played in your life it's so great. <laughs> yeah and um, i i think too. so it's not to look forward to you know and and keep you uh keep you going and and um the staff you know you always in any shard you have people who are going to be mad at at the staff. And then, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, these guys have kept this shard going for eight years. You know, and uh, that's a there's a lot to be said for that, and um, so that is also a, a big attraction to me because um, you know really if you just aren't a jerk to them, they're generally not a jerks back to you and it, right. it's as simple as that you know and um i head up the new player program now uh they call it companions okay yeah um on, on top of being uh the gm so 
um, that's been that's been fun. Um, and so, you know, they're kind of always looking at ways to make that new player experience just a little bit easier. And, and so we've been able to do some stuff with that because um, that's real important yeah. uh, to get people started. So you've kind of segued perfectly in, into the next topic. And I think you may have a unique take given what you're doing. Um, what do you think? And I'm going to, and I, I phrase this question as UO, but you know, you can certainly throw the UOF, you know, flare on it. That's fine. But what do you think needs to be done to attract, you know, I'll say new players in general, what, you know, what, in your opinion? Um, so one thing that I've been trying to, uh, kind of promote, um, is you look around and, you know, at one point in time, I thought, well, gosh, I'm like the oldest person on the shard, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I was only like maybe 49 or 48 at the time I'm 53 now. And I yeah. am not, I'm not the oldest person in my guild. I'm not the oldest person in the shard. And, um, as we got to know, you know, people get more comfortable around each other and you start sharing stuff like how old you are. Right. Um, we have members as old as 70. Wow. Uh, yeah, we have members, several members in their 60s, uh, lots of members in their 50s, um, very few in their 20s. Um, so the game definitely, uh, it, because of that nostalgia, right? So there you got two things. You got the nostalgia. So either they played it way back when, and they if they see an ad or something that comes across, oh, wow, you know, let me try that. So yeah. I really think marketing to that older generation is important because they don't want to play a lot of these newer games. Um, the graphics, you know, right. we're just, we weren't raised with it. They hurt our eyes. You know, I know I'm talking like an old person, but it's true. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just a fact. And also they may not have played UO ever. So there may not have been that nostalgia, but they were gamers. Cause you know, we're the generation X, we were the first gamers, you know? And, yeah. Um, but they might see something about UO and even if they hadn't played it, they might've heard about it. Um, but again, it's something that with the 2d graphics and it, it, it is a little bit easier to swallow than like, you know, POE, which is an amazing game, but that skill tree, oh Ooh, gosh. It is complex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it so as as difficult as UO can be, but because of the fact that you do have systems in place, and, and I know UOF does have, you know, the, the new player quest and all that, and I'm sure other shards do. Yeah. Um, so there are some things to help them get started that I really think that they need to really push because I don't know how many 20 year olds we're, we're going to recruit not unless there's some sort of nostalgia with them like their parents played and they remember watching them um well so let me think, let me tell you something I think that's where they got to go they got to go to that 40 and up crowd well I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something that's gonna reverse kind of that thinking just because I've, okay. Okay. I've experienced this. this is wild so I was playing on I played on Atlas for probably two three months and then I came back to to hybrid i've been playing there for a while now and there was a there was a guy that i knew from outlands and he's like hey i'm coming with another guy we're gonna try you know hybrid i was like oh, okay cool and one guy already had a hybrid account from years ago i was like okay so this this other guy which i knew he was a he's a kid he's i don't, I don't know his exact age but i would say between 12 and 15 range right somewhere in that range and i and i knew that and that was fine but I thought, you know, he, he's played UO in some respect. 
So he starts on on hybrid and he like messages me and the questions he's asking, I finally ask him, I go, have you ever played anything but Outlands? And he's like, no. You know, and I was like, what? I was like, wow. Like, you know, and, and, and I, I agreed with what you're saying until I had this interaction. And I was like, wow, okay, here is an actual person like that was back in our heyday starting UO that has, has no idea. They've only played, you know, because Outlands, I think, does custom content like nobody else does. But he's played a custom experience. And now he's going back to the original UO and he has no idea. He's completely lost. Um, and it, it's very difficult. And I know this for my own son um, because my son's in that category. He tried to play. And I remember me trying to explain to him, you know, what we take for granted. He's like, how do I heal myself? I'm like, oh, you got to get bandages. Well, how do you get bandages? Yeah. <laughs> And and you go in this rabbit hole, right? And and then you, then I thought about it. And I'm like, man, that's really complex, right? Compared to the games <laughs> nowadays, you know. Um, but uh, you know why I wanted to share that with you is I do think, and it may be five uh, percent of you know the total market. I don't even know, but there are people um, that are younger that are coming to UO somehow. I and I don't know. Uh, this other guy's age, but I was, I was streaming uh, last night and I, I'm at uh, the U Oh no, it was Moonglow Moongate. And I was on my tamer. I came through and there's this guy with an orc helm and he's, you know, I run up to him and he starts talking to me and he's kind of talking in broken English, but he's asking like, what do I tame for taming? And I'm like, wow. Like it was, it just, it struck me off guard. And I'm sure this maybe not for you if you've done the new player thing, but you know, like how people still, these is a brand new, he has no idea, right? Like he has no clue what to tame. And, you know, someone who was watching the stream luckily came and helped them because I, I was busy doing other things. But, you know, those interactions are just make or break any shard, right? Yeah. And, and uh, regardless who you market to, and, and I can see, you know, maybe the really young crowd that maybe hasn't played a lot of the other games might might see some kind of uh, attraction to you yeah um but no matter how you market it uh that having those new player systems uh whether it's a newbie quest or like new haven um right you know a really good wiki you know companions there to help answer questions those are going to be so important no matter who's playing the game, because even if you get the old person that used to play UO, it's so different now, or they've just forgot. Yeah. You know? And um, so either way, um, you got to get those, you got to get those new player systems uh, down, you know, and, and better, you know, like on OSI, they need, they need to be better across the board just because right. it is a complex game. Um. So those shards, I think, that offer those, and I think that's one one reason why UOF probably has also survived, is because they do have um, a pretty decent, I mean, it, it can be better, and I know that they're always working on making it better, but, um, you know, we now are able, to, companions can now chat in-game directly to young players by using a, a command. Oh, wow. And that, okay. yeah, that's, that's super helpful, right? So they can just talk in-game to a companion anytime they have a question. Um, and, and so I think whether you're marketing to young folks or old folks, <laughs> yeah, it's all um, the same. That's, yeah. That's going to be the key, you know? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, no, that, that was a great answer. Yeah. Like I, and I just had to share that with you cause it was just, 
it caught me so off guard that there was actually like a truly young and you know what's really funny is he's a huge PvPer. Oddly enough, like that's what he really they enjoys. Are. Yeah, <laughs> we had a we had a guy who started in our in our uh, guild. Uh, I think he was about fifteen at the yeah. time, and he was one of the best PvPers in the shard. And he's like twenty two now, and he's kind of gone on to some other games. But right, um, UO. I think he said he saw like his father play or somebody play, and that's you know what made him come. But uh, I do think PvP is also kind of an attraction. Uh, for UO still, you know, because yeah. the open world, um, particularly on the, well, obviously on the free shards, I think more than the, uh, whatever it's called now, it's I, the real UO. Yeah, well, and I think, you know, I won't go too far down this rabbit hole, but um, I think holistically right now with MMOs, there really is no other sandbox that I feel gives what UO gives, and that's fine, but... Some of the newer games that have been coming, and I'm going to very, very much so single out New World because it's very popular. People know about it. New World started as very open to PvP, to interactions, and then all of a sudden it shifted to everyone's getting griefed. You know, PvP's like, they, they, they took like a 180, started going backwards. And I feel like devs have just really, they I don't know if they get cold feet or what it is, but no one has literally let you know the uo type system like go like like it did back in the day because yes griefing is going to exist like that is going to happen that's that's part of it but that's also part of the attraction to me you know i like the risk um but yeah i I don't know yeah uh, the pvpers also need a reason to pvp more than than just pvp yeah you know i I hear um you know I, i read uh, the the PVPers on on the UOF and some of the things they want you know and they want uh, they want a reason to to do it whether it's through a faction system you know where they right now uh, UOF has something called militias um, okay which is kind of the same premise and and um, but you get special little perks and things by fighting in militias so you know you. You want to have that ability to have that open world PvP, but you also have right. to give them a reason to do it more than just because you know you can only not you know kill somebody so many times. You know you want to get something out of it, kind of, and and um, yeah, and that's that's important as well. And I think um, you know, the, and I went on a, a huge rant on this the other night, but you know, my opinion is I'm really not too keen on organized pvp and and to clarify you know i like factions i participate in factions now um but most of the time the factions is you know i don't know five on five four and four you know it's not like huge it's very rare you get like 20 on 20 or something crazy right normally in the field but you know my thought is the uo the game design is just not like capable of scaling to 20 on 20 battles (laughs) That's my opinion. I don't think it yeah. was really designed for it. Um, and I think when you push people like all into an organized fashion, it kind of loses some of the flavor. You know, I think you need to ha- offer like a militia or a faction or whatever for people that like the organized stuff. But then you still need to have that field component to where if, you know, someone's hunting, doing a champ spawn or whatever, there's that risk where, oh man, you know, five reds could roll in here and just, you know, wipe us. <laughs> or whatever, you know? Yeah, they they right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. No. So I think we're on the same page. So 
Okay, so to get back on track, um, what you know, what do you think personally um, that you know the future holds for UO? Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, we we I could say in in one breath that eventually it's just gonna die out. <laughs> yeah, and that hasn't happened yet. You know, and and yeah. I think people were expecting that to happen for quite a while, and and yet you know that it's the common kind of UO joke, like oh, when people leave, you know, I'm done. Now oh, you'll be back. You know, right. and nine times out of ten they are, and. So I, you know, it's it's really hard to to project. I think as long as there's people that love the game, but again, like I mentioned earlier, since the generation is getting older, um, you know, without having younger people playing it, you know, we do run that risk. Yeah. Um, I mean, we might have our, you know, eighty-year-old, you know, playing in the retiree group still going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they're, I, I don't know how you do that and keep it UO, you know? Yeah. So I don't really know. I think hopefully not in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Um, you probably will move on, you know, the world will move on from UO. But, um, you know, there's still those free shards that someone might kick up, you know, and our kids and even my grandkids now who see me play might remember and, you know, it might just keep going. Yeah, I think, you know, and, and I'm going to just kind of help, you know, kind of bridge the gap to what you're saying. You know, one of the reasons I even really started this podcast was, you know, I said, I really think we need to kind of, you know, remove some of the silos around some of the free shards, right? And just kind of look at this holistically as we are UO players. You know, I don't care what yeah. you're playing. Free shard is a very dirty word for a long time. You know, oh, you yeah. And when I did the article for PC Gamer, um, you know, I asked Shane, I'm like, is it okay, you know, that I mentioned, <laughs> right. are you going to get people knocking on your door? And he, he said, no, go ahead. And and nobody knocked on his door. So right. I think that, but you know, that's because I remember, you know, you didn't, they were shutting them down for a while, you know, yeah. but I don't, I don't think that's happening anymore. And I think that somebody got smart and maybe realized that whether it's our game or a free shard, the words Ultima Online are still being out there and that's what's important. Right. And, and that's why I wanted, you know, on this podcast, at least representation from everyone. You know, I've talked to diehard OSI players who still play. And I think it's great because I was so interested to hear like, how, you're still playing OSI? Like what? Like why? Like how does that work now? And you know, from, you know, someone on UO Forever to Hybrid to Outlands. I, I love the diversity, right, that that exists out there. And, I, and I'll be honest, I haven't even had a chance to connect with some of the other shards because, you know, and I'm glad this, I'm really glad this happened, that people started coming to me asking, hey, can I get on? And I thought that was great because, I, you know, I, I've, I've said it before, but I, I had a content phobia issue when I first started, you know, where... I just didn't want to, you know, have it be me <laughs> talking to myself for like, you know, 10 episodes, right? Because I, I don't think I'm I'm all that interesting. But, you know, <laughs> having other people on, I think is way more interesting. Yeah, for sure. And, I, you know, honestly, I, the first one I saw was, um, was our friend Carl Delin, or excuse me, heard, uh, yeah. was Carl Delin. And he's such a great guy. And, and, 
Um, we've had a lot of fun on UO Forever as well. He bounces around uh, to different shards and um, he just makes it a lot of fun with his right. with his role play. And, you know, so that's when I, and we were kind of sharing the link. So you get that one person from this shard and then they start sharing the link and, yeah. you know, it's going to pass around and spread. And so I'm sure you'll be getting some, some more people knocking on your door because, you know, it, in the end, like you said, we're all UO players. And that's why I wrote the article for PC Gamer was really yeah. just to tell my story and share my experience because we just love this game. You know, it's just such a huge part of our life. And now, and, you know, I apologize and, uh, you know, chat about this earlier. Did, how did that PC Gamer thing come about? Did, did they approach you? Did you approach them? How did that work? Um, no, I, I approached them. I'm a, I'm a journalist by trade. Okay. And, and so, um, I, the idea, I can't remember exactly, but, uh, I, you know, I do some, I, I have a full-time job, but I do some, um, uh, freelance here and there. Yeah. And, um, I think I saw, I was reading, um, about like an older woman. I think, wow. She plays wow. And I forgot her name, but she's amazing. She's like 80 years old. She's a GM of a guild on wow. Okay. And, uh, has been for a long time. And I think I was reading that article. And I said, you know, I kind of have an interesting story because I'm not your typical gamer, you know, I'm a <laughs> yeah. my grandmother, you know, and uh, I said, I just want to share my story. Maybe PC Gamer will go for it. And so I emailed them and they said, yeah, we'd love it. And um, so I, I did that and I really didn't expect the reaction that it got. But I've had people um, find me on Discord and, and say, hey, I'm from Brazil. And they translated my story into one of their gaming online magazines. And wow. yeah, so we got a big influx of Brazilian players um, on UOF too. And um, just people from around the world that uh, read it in, in some form or fashion, you know, because these a lot of them, you know, will pick up the stories and run them on their websites. Right. Um, so it's been, it's been amazing. No. Yeah. That uh, I, I agree with you. I had, um, a few people that have emailed me that wow are from like way back that I, like you know i didn't even remember their name until i saw the name i'm like wow is that the person from like a decade ago you know and i think it, it's crazy and this is another driving force for doing the podcast i feel like you know i guess you're, you're a journalist so you appreciate it even more but you know there's no content for you oh there's none and there's a huge demand for it at least in my opinion. What, I mean, what do you think? Oh, yeah. Do you remember Midas? Wow, that name sounds that sounds very familiar. I'll have to send you these links. And anybody uh, listening to this, if you Google Midas on YouTube, excuse me, YouTube Midas UO songs, I don't know who he is in, you know, in real life, but the man was a genius. And he oh. had made dozens of songs. Yeah. Uh, all about UO. And they're just awesome. I mean, they're amazing. And to this day, I mean, the guy hasn't done anything in years. And yet people still are like, oh, check this out, check this out. You know, that link, those links are still getting passed around. And uh, nobody he, really else picked up on it. I mean, Carl does a little bit, right? He, he's right. done some UF stuff and he's gotten a, a good reaction from it. So, yeah, people love it. Did he do the Magic Carpet Ride remix? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. I re so wait, his stuff is still up. I didn't even know what his name was to search it. That's hilarious. I'll have to look that up myself personally. The web. 
Yeah, the website is still up, but um, because it's done on like old, you know, real player, you can't really get to play. But somebody um, got a got him on, and maybe he did it. But you can still find him on YouTube. Wow, I have to. I I still, and this is like, and I think you know we didn't even touch on this. You'd agree, but like I can still reference specific UO stuff that has happened to me, like it was yesterday, like with extreme accuracy. Right. You know, whereas, you know, what I had for, you know, lunch or where I went for vacation, like, I don't even remember the years or, or time, but you owe, like, I still can recite some of his lyrics off the top of my head. I won't oh, do yeah. it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't worry, Laggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. That was, and that, he released that. Wasn't that back in, I mean, gosh, that was like GeoCity days. Like, I remember that site. It was old school, wasn't yeah. it? Long time ago, and yet it's still being it's still being shared. You know, I I see the link pop up in Discord, and um, I share it every once in a while to new players that come in because I'm like, this is awesome, um, and it always will be awesome. But it just also shows that um, there is a lack of that UO content because that's all that that's all that's out there. You know, and, and that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, very few. Uh, have really done anything so i know i appreciate what you're doing and i'm sure a lot of people do as well yeah i'll have to you know it's funny i'll have to link you this because and i only remember this because i played hybrid so long ago but there are a few guys that actually came out with like rap diss tracks and it, it is about uo but it's about like them you know dissing on someone else who they're pvping with and some of the tracks are actually like halfway decent but i'll have to send you those links because some of them, I think, have like 6,000 views over the last, you know, 15 years because that's all there yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some people that do videos. You know, I know um, on UOF, we've had some pretty classic yeah. uh, videos done um, by by some people. Um, you know, they take screenshots and, and put them into music and, and right. do some pretty cool things with them. But um, yeah, I mean, people really enjoy that stuff. Oh yeah. And, that, and that's, well, that's the other reason why I decided to do a podcast because, you know, my, my creative skills are certainly lacking to do any sort of like movie or <laughs> things like that. So I, I extremely, you know, I, I very much so, I guess, appreciate the people that make movies for you because it is a huge time sink to do that kind of thing. I know that firsthand. Um, and, and I think it's very important. Um, but okay. So um, I want to, I'm going to throw a fun one to you because I can only imagine what your response is based on, you know, how many people are in your guild, but, um, and you know, you can kind of change this if you want, but is there an instance, you know, and I'll just say your UO creator it doesn't have to be UO forever. It could be anywhere um, that, you know, you've seen someone just get epically like trolled. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah Many times, but so I think there's the one uh, that a lot of people have read about, and it's kind of a negative one. And it was like cat, like a catfishing one. And there was a guy um, who posed as a woman in the game, and okay, um, and not just character wise, but like changed their voice and voice, like used a, a thing to change. Yeah, full fledged. Um, and I think his name was like Tristan or something. And um, to the point where like a couple of people like 
thought they fell in love with this character, you know. And, yeah, um, sure. Happened, you know. And um, then he, he kind of exposed all of this on a website and said it was like a social experiment. Um, but it got a lot of flack because, um, you know, people were hurt. It wasn't. Right. It wasn't. There's real fun. feelings. Yeah. But that was a huge major, major troll. But the fun one. Uh, we had a, uh, on, on UOF, we have a thief character, uh, Jacaro. Okay. And he's amazing. He's like, he, he's so bad, but he's great. Um, he did this one event where he invited the shard and said he was dropping his house. Okay. And he had all this stuff in the house and in the boxes and he was going to drop it. And he invited everybody to come and loot all this stuff because he was quitting the game. Yeah. And, uh. So everybody shows up, all Shard shows up to his house and he drops the house, but every box has like explosion, you know, explosion. <laughs> oh, they're trapped. Or trapped. Yeah, yeah. They're trapped. And like all of a sudden you just see like 50 people drop. <laughs> it was so, it was so funny. It was the best. It was like the one time that I was killed that I yeah. was like laughing, you know, like that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like clapping. Yeah, good. Good. That was good for you. That was that was fun. Right. But uh, you know, he he does things like that. You have those people, and that's great because you know there's thieves all over the place. But when you get those people that kind of take it to that extra, you can't help but applaud them. You know, right. even oh, if yeah. you're dead. You know, it's just it's so creative, and they uh, do it in such a great way. And he did not leave the chart. I mean, he you know, like a lot of us, he comes comes and goes. But yeah, um, yeah, I've seen him around not too long ago. But yeah, that was that was a fun one. That's really funny because, and I was, I was really amazed, you know, how you mentioned that, you know, you're a hardcore trammy, right? But you still said, you know, there has to be PKs, which I think is just, you don't hear that too often, you know, at least, at least yeah. I haven't. Um, um, I, I keep the, my guild blue. Uh, I don't allow reds in, in yeah. trend, which is what it, the guild is, trend, D-R-I-N. Okay. Um, and it, it's not so much to be like, uh, you know, we're we're necessarily the good guys. You know, we're a city guild, right? So we do have thieves and and stuff. But I think it's very important for the shard to maintain that blue versus red feel. You yeah. know, you got to have that. And we have an alt guild where a very you know a few trusted members um, can have a red that we use to deal with blue blue griefers. You know. Um, yeah the ones that go to a champ spawn and, and they're not red, but they lower all the spawn on you to kill you. <laughs> yeah. you know, but if we attack them, we go gray and then, you know, we're targeted. Right. So we'll have a few of those, but they're, they're trusted players. So they understand what I want, what I don't want. I don't want them going around killing people at the bar table, yeah. you know, and just doing your typical red PK stuff, because that's not what we're about. Even though it's a necessary thing, I don't want my guild to be that way. However, yeah, sure. I, I, I just, and it's important for for the shard to have that if everybody is just uh red or um if everybody is just blue or you have a lot of guilds that are uh have their blue tamers but they also have their red and you never know really what to expect from like yeah. i respect i respect pure red pk guilds like if i see a you know one of the guilds that i know you, they're there. You're going to get PK. They're going to come in on the reds. You know what to expect. <laughs> yeah. 
And I, I like that. I hate the guilt where it's like, hey, come do this champ with us and then we're going to roll you or you, right. know, you don't know. And, but, you know, I just, I like, you know, I respect pure PK guilds as much as I don't like them. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I respect them more than the ones that are wishy-washy. You know what yes. I mean? Well, and I think, yeah, you brought up a good point because I know like currently right now where I play on hybrid, you know, I'm in a PVM guild and we are hardcore, you know, a tight knit group, but there are a few of us that faction on different factions. And, you know, I, and I think this maybe is like you said before, kind of the age thing. There's a tiny bit of maturity, right? That comes with it. And, you know, we all completely understand when we're PVMing, man, if anyone comes near us, we're, we're blasting them away. But, you know, once, you know, that's done and then we move to PVP for the night, it's every man for himself, right? Like there's no hard feelings. We're battling. You know, and I think that camaraderie is just, it's hard to find, you know, in any game, right? You know, yet alone UO. Um, but I think you could probably resonate on that, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we don't um, we don't fight each other. We're not allowed to yeah. kill teammates and stuff, but um, uh, it happens by accident because everything's, you know, macroed and you get a great... <laughs> A gray macro somebody goes gray and you know you, you, you kill them on accident but um yeah we do have some members that uh will do malicious because they just want a little bit of more of that pvp you know yeah, and sure. uh, and and that's a whole different world you know if you enter into militia you're you know you gotta be expected to be pk no matter who it is because um you know you know the guild stuff kind of stops at that point you know right no yeah that, no that totally makes sense so okay <clears throat> wrapping up here um first of all you're on uo forever so i'm gonna make sure you know i include uh links here now how can people i guess find you or your guild um i'm on the uo in the uof discord and it's uh sky slash jade okay or number four six oh six. So if you're, um, you can enter into that, and then you should be able to find me pretty easily. Um, or you can send a friend request, uh, and then I we can communicate. Um, also, we are on the UOF forums. Um, if you scroll down, you'll see a section for guilds, and we're the the top one there, the city of Transic. You can send me a message on the forums. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's the, uh, you know, Facebook slash Free City of Transit. Um, we also have a YouTube. So uh, we have a member who likes to record a lot and she does a lot of videos. So um, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some pretty funny things in some of those videos. But yeah, uh, yeah you get the voice, you know, the voice chat in there and it, it's pretty funny. But, right. Um, so, you know, I'm pretty easy to find um, in any of those. You can PM me on the Facebook page. Yeah. And, and, and I guess, is there anything else, you know, to the audience at large that you want to say or any, any other shout outs, you know, please go ahead. Um, you know, just uh, if you haven't been playing UO for a while, you know, um, but you're listening to this, uh, you know, UO Forever is a great chart. Um, and you know, to be fair for everybody, there's a lot of great shards out there. Give it a try. Um, but if you do come to UOF, I'm, uh, one of the companions and we'll be help, uh, happy to help you get started. 
and, uh, you know, just kind of come back to it because it's, you know, the world is still there and all the things, you know, you loved about it, it's, it's still there. And, um, I, hopefully it will be for, for a long time to come, but I just want to thank, you know, the staff at, at UO forever. And of course, Richard Garriott for this amazing game that he's given to us. Um, and for listening to my tweet <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and thank you for having me. Um, anytime I can share the joy and, and talk about UO, I, I'm not very creative myself with videos and all that. So this is how I can kind of spread my, my love of, of the game. Right. So th thanks for that. Yeah, no worries. Uh, again, yeah, thank you for you know spending the time with me. I think this has been uh, awesome. And uh, once again, yeah, thank you.